Thank you for listening to the podcast of John Thiel Maasbach. We hope it inspires you and pray this message will bless you. Today, I would like to speak to you a very familiar story, the man through the roof. You know this lame man and his friend brought him and they went to Jesus and the only way to get to Jesus was to open up the roof and to lower him down in front of Jesus. Let's read Luke chapter 5, and we're going to read quite some verses, verses 17 all the way up to 26. One day Jesus was teaching, and Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there. They had come from every village of Galilee and from Judea and Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal the sick. Some man came carrying a paralyzed man on a mat and tried to take him into the house to lay him before Jesus. When they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and lowered him on his mat through the tiles into the middle of the crowd right in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, Friend, your sins are forgiven. The Pharisees and the teachers of the law began thinking to themselves, Who is this fellow who speaks blasphemy? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Jesus knew what they were thinking and asked, Why are you thinking these things in your heart? Which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Get up and walk? But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. And so he said to the paralyzed man, I tell you, get up, take your mat and go home. Immediately he stood up in front of them, took what he had been lying on and went home praising God. Everybody was amazed and gave praise to God. They were filled with awe and said, we have seen remarkable things today. You know, I know this is a familiar story, and many times we have already preached on this story because there is so much in this story to bless us. And every time I read it, I tell you, I've read it so many times, but every time I read it, just now when I was reading it also, I feel this great joy in my heart, and I feel the Lord is speaking to me and is encouraging me because there is so much in this story. You know, maybe you in your life are also a lame person. Maybe you're not crippled as this man was crippled in his legs that he could not walk, but there is some area of your life that is crippled, that is lame, that has lost its power, and it's not working anymore. The legs of this man were not working. They were supposed to carry him so that he could go here or there, that he could do this or that, but they were not functioning anymore. The power had left the muscles. The bones were not strong enough anymore to carrying him. So all he could do all day and every day was lay on the mat and wait for someone to bring him here, to bring him there, or to bring him this, or to bring him that. That problem was limiting his whole life. He could not really live. And you know, there can be things in our life, 
Maybe our brain is working fine. His heart was working fine. Maybe your heart is, is wonderful and you're all in joy and there's nothing in your heart that's not supposed to be there. But yet there is some other area of your life which has been touched with some infirmity, some sickness, some weakness, and power has left and it's not functioning anymore. And so it's not doing what it's supposed to do for you. This man was limited. He could not be free. He could not do what he wanted to do. He could not go where he wanted to go. He could not be the husband for his wife as he wanted to be. He could not work in society and take place in society as he wanted to take his place in society. He could not perform his duties. He could not perform his purpose in life. And so there can be something in our life that is limiting us, that is withholding us to be really joyful, that we are not fulfilling the duties and we are not fulfilling the purpose for which we are down here. Now, I'm glad this friend had good friends. I have found, you know, when you are sick, we know so many people to call. Can you get this medicine at the pharmacy? Can you take me for this doctor appointment? Can you do this or can you do that? And they will gladly do it. Can you clean my house? Can you bring me some groceries so I have food tonight? And we have many good people around that will help us to do all sorts of things that we need done in life. But you know, this man had friends who took him to Jesus. I hope you are a friend that will take those that are in need around you to Jesus. Yes, it's good to bring them groceries. Yes, it's good to take them to the hospital for their doctor's appointment. Yes, you can help them by cleaning their porch or cleaning their house or doing all these other kinds of odd jobs. But you know, the best thing that you can do, the way you can be the best friend for your friends is to bring them to Jesus. He is the one who can do a divine miracle. He can restore their life. He can bring a change that no one else or nothing else in this world can bring. And I hope you are a friend like this. If I read this story, I see that he had friends that were willing to go the distance. You know, it was not just carrying this lame man around the corner or just carrying him from one place to another by putting this man in their car and let the car do all the carrying. No, they had to actually carry this man. They had to carry this man a whole distance and they were willing to go the distance. You know, sometimes you need to be willing to go the distance to be able to bring your friend to Jesus. It's not always so easy and it doesn't always happen overnight. No, my, my dear brother, my dear sister, it can take years sometime to bring someone to Jesus. And for years, you need to have patience and you need to carry them by grace. Oh, maybe they say things that hurt you. Maybe they do things that irritate you. But every time you are there showing Jesus, trying to bring them to Jesus, and you know you have to go to distance. And these friends, they went the distance. But when they had surpassed this whole distance and they finally came to the house where Jesus was, there were great obstacles there. Because, you know, there were so many people blocking the way. People can block the way to get to Jesus. Maybe 
You want to bring your friend to Jesus, but their family, their friends, their colleagues, their teachers or students or other people are blocking the way to Jesus. You cannot even see Jesus because of all these people. You cannot even hear Jesus because of all these people. And you know, they could have stood there with their friend who they were carrying and they could have said, listen, oh, we have come so far and we are so close, but yet it's all for nothing because we are still so far away because of all these people blocking the way. We cannot see Jesus. We cannot hear Jesus. We cannot get to Jesus. There is no way getting through this crowd. Oh, do you feel like this for your friends? Do you feel like, oh, you have spent the years with your testimony of life, sharing the love of God, but yet all the influence of all these people are just blocking Jesus. They're blocking the vision of Jesus. They're blocking the word of Jesus. And there's just no getting through. But you know, these friends, they didn't allow those people to have their way and to have success. They knew they were there to have success and that God would show them the way to success. And the way to success was to climb upon the roof. It's already difficult to climb a roof by yourself. But here they had to carry this lame man. You know, I have found that to carry someone who is lame, who, whose muscle and whose flesh and, and weight is just working against, it's not that it's, they are helping with the climbing, but their, their mass weight is just working against. It is so difficult to bring them upon the roof. But you know, these friends, as they were sweating, as they were climbing, and pushing and pulling. They were doing what they needed to do to bring this man to Jesus. Are you willing to do what you need to do, even if it's costing you a lot of sweat, a lot of pushing, a lot of pulling, you know? Well, finally they get on the roof, but the roof is closed. The tiles are there, and they have to find somehow a chisel, a hammer, a stick, something to make a hole in that roof. And so they were pushing away towels and they were shoveling away or somehow with their hands, they were making a hole through that barrier. And you know, there can be all kinds of barriers in life. Maybe there's a barrier, a wall of bitterness, the roof that is closed off Jesus for this friend that you're trying to bring to Jesus is a hard rock wall of bitterness. Things that happened in the past, all kinds of other things can be a wall. You know, maybe it's unbelief. I don't know. There's so many things, my dear friend, but you know who I'm talking about and what is there. But they were chiseling away. They were pulling the towels away. They were making a hole through that roof. And when they made that roof, Finally, Jesus became visible. And you know, people, they looked up, the people that were sitting inside the house, and they were looking up. And these friends, they were disrupting the service. Now, I can imagine those that were listening to Jesus, they didn't like this disruption. They were listening to Jesus. They were waiting for their own miracle, maybe, they were listening for the education, the teaching of Jesus. 
And here comes this interruption by these men who are making a hole in the roof and are lowering a crippled man right in front of them, in front of Jesus. I mean, the whole sermon of Jesus stopped. Every attention was upon this man, this crippled man that was being lowered through the roof. And I can imagine as it goes many times, and even in Bible stories, you can read it many times. The others were irritated because of this disruption. And maybe you are afraid to irritate other people. Maybe you are afraid to bring a disruption. I think of the woman with the issue of blood. She also disrupted the root of Jesus when he was going to that house to heal the man's daughter. And she interrupted. And I can imagine this man was not happy about this disruption at all. But you know, today it's the same. If you want to get to Jesus, yes, sometimes you will irritate someone. Sometimes you will disrupt the regular order of things. But if you will think so much of people and you will be so afraid to bring a disruption and you will just hide with your problem and just stay behind the crowd, you know, you will miss your miracle. You need to have faith and boldness to come to Jesus. Bartimaeus, he shouted. And when his, the people around him said, Bartimaeus, shut up. You are causing a whole scene here. You are disrupting this great parade of Jesus and you are coming in between it with your need and your problem and you're disrupting the order of things. You know what he did? He started to shout even louder. Oh, hallelujah for these stories in the Bible. He shouted louder. You know, he was not ashamed. He needed a miracle. If he would have listened to his neighbors and friends and family and the people around him, he would have missed his miracle and he would have died a blind man. And the same for you, my dear friend, or for your friend who is in need. If you will listen to your friends and family and to people, you will miss your miracle and you will die with your disease or your problem. But shout to Jesus. You know, these friends... They were willing to go the distance. They were willing to go through the barrier of the crowd by climbing that roof. They were willing to break open the roof and to disrupt this service because they knew there was a miracle needed that only Jesus could do. And I hope that you are willing to do the same. No matter what is the obstacle, is the obstacle Is it a person? Is it a family member? Are you afraid of your parents or of your children? And so you just stick with your problem instead of going to your solution? Oh, you know, don't think so much of those people. You need a miracle. You know who's going to give you that miracle. It's Jesus. And if they like it or if they don't like it, that you go to Jesus. If they like it or don't like it, that you go to that church so someone can lay their hands upon you and pray the prayer of faith over you. You know what you need, and you need to get rid of that problem, and you know who can get rid of that problem for you. It is Jesus. So, my dear friend, climb that roof. Don't mind what people are thinking or saying, and be sure that you get right in front of Jesus. Oh, these friends, you know, they dropped him right in front of Jesus. And then we read something remarkable. I mean, this man, you 
could see what his need was. He was crippled. And we would say as we are human, oh, his most urgent need is that he will receive healing for his legs, that power will flow back. But you know, Jesus knew what his most urgent problem was, and that was the deliverance of sin. Maybe that sin was standing in the way of his miracle and needed to be erased before that miracle of healing could come. I don't know. But in any case, if it was that or not, the most urgent need of this man and of any man or woman or child is the forgiveness of sin through the blood of Jesus. And so Jesus, he gets right to the core of the matter and he says, your sins are forgiven and that you can know that the Son of Man has authority to forgive sins. Oh, he has that authority. He has a name above every other name. And in that name is our forgiveness. You know, the name of healing is Jesus. The name of deliverance is Jesus. The name of forgiveness is Jesus. And Jesus is that name that you need today. And I know you might have a need in your marriage. You might have a need in your body. You might have a need in your finances. But the most important need that nothing on earth can solve for you, but Jesus can do it, is the forgiveness of sin that every barrier and obstacle and curse will get removed and that we will have free entrance before the throne of grace and to come before our heavenly Father. And it's all through the blood of Jesus. And I tell you, Jesus said that your sins will be forgiven. And I think if that was the only miracle that he would have done for this man, it would have been worth the whole distance. It would have been worth all the climbing. It would have been worth the whole disruption. There is no greater miracle that can happen than to receive the forgiveness of sin, to become born again, and to become a child and heir of the kingdom of God. Oh, hallelujah. My friend, have you already received that miracle? If not, he wants to do it for you right now. But right after that, Jesus said, now rise up and walk. And you know, immediately, power, divine power, flowed through his legs, and it touched every nerve, it touched every muscle, it touched the bones, and it gave strength back into his legs. What was dead became alive, and this man jumped up, and he was praising and worshiping God, and all the people were amazed. I'm going to pray for you right now. Oh, Heavenly Father, first of all, I pray for that person who needs forgiveness of sin. And I ask you right now, because of the accomplished and finished work of your son upon the cross, where he paid the price for the forgiveness of sin, I ask you right now, cleanse my friends, cleanse my listeners, cleanse them of all sin and all iniquity. Break that curse, that yoke over their life and set them free. Let them be transferred right now by your divine power and the power of the Holy Spirit because of the blood that was shed for them. Let them be transferred from darkness into light, from death into life. And Lord, let their name be written right now in the Lamb's book of life. I thank you 
for the miracle of salvation. I thank you for the miracle of the forgiveness of sin. And now, Lord, I also believe, as your word teaches us, that you also heal of every disease. And I ask you right now, let your divine power flow through my listener from the top of their head to the sole of their feet. If there are organs that are not functioning anymore, restore them unto life. If they need to be renewed, then renew those organs right now. In the name of Jesus, touch their muscles, their bones, their nerves, set them free of backaches, migraine headaches, make them fruitful right now. In the name of Jesus, we pray for miracle of healing in their physical body, but also miracle in every other aspect of their life. I thank you. You do it right now in the mighty name of Jesus, and we will give you all the glory and the honor and the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Do you wish to listen to more messages? Go to themessagestation.com. Also visit us at maasbach.com. 